I'm rather busy. Now he's going to move like right along to McGregor. That's his whole life. You know. So we're somewhere around the halfway point of the first season of The X-Files, right? We are at the halfway point. Okay, so I I, I, I guess I want to take maybe the opportunity to get a kind of state of The X-Files where I feel that the show is. Because I know, uh, you know, doing this in 2017, that yes, the show is going to go on for 10 seasons. It's going to be one of the defining pop culture events of a decade. It's going to be one of the... More famous television shows. It's going to have a lot of, you know, it's going to have influence. It, it, and it gets. I, I, I'm going to assume by the second, third season, it get, it gets good. I'm pretending, so I'm putting myself in the mindset of somebody who it's 1993, and I've spent the past 12 weeks watching the show. And I guess my question is, am I going to be tuning in every week for this show based on what I've seen so far? And I don't know if the answer is yes. I think that's a hard question for me yeah. to answer because I didn't start watching the X-Files until the, the second yeah. season, I believe. Um, yeah, it's it was definitely a cult show in, in the first season or two. And it was definitely the kind of show that um, a certain type of person yeah. watched, which was a nerd. Um, and I'd say that with love because I am a nerd. Mm-mm. But it is true that the X-Files in the first season is a very different show than it becomes in later seasons in in tone in execution of plot lines in the way it tells its stories and even the look of it and the, yeah. the budget and i mean i find it very uneven show in terms of i don't know what i'm going to get each from week to week and that well that never really goes away no it's and but I, you know the show definitely is not uh fully formed at this point and yeah, you're right. I mean, it was getting good ratings. I just think you kind of have to look at it as it, people watched television very differently yeah. in 1993 than they do now. And it, it was once a week. Yeah. They still did that thing where sometimes there were just reruns. You know, they don't really do that anymore. Yeah, I know. Also, people aren't watching it as a big major thing as we are watching it. Um, I guess this is part of partially it's one of those where it's very interesting our applying our technique of we're going to watch every single episode you know together and yeah and I certainly would not have chosen this show and I, we don't choose yeah. any shows that we're we're not going to get something out of watching every single episode. I mean one of the things that I always like to say is I like shows that are more than the sum of their parts yeah, and yeah, yeah. the X-Files is definitely that. And I, I, I do feel that, you know, I like a lot of these episodes. Yeah, now, and I, I now, just want to say I don't want I don't want to sound like I don't like the show necessarily. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, to make that clear. Yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. And I, I, I like a lot of this. I mean, I laugh at a lot of stuff that you probably don't even notice because I've seen these episodes multiple times and I've seen the entire show at least, I don't know, three times. Yeah. And so to me, I notice little character beats or little lines or line readings or the way that Mulder looks at Scully or Scully looks at Mulder yeah. or whatever. And I get a lot out of seeing these episodes again because I have the entire context. Now, you, of course, have not seen many episodes yeah. of The X-Files and don't have that context. But I think the show is generally entertaining. Certainly, there are weeks like last week when we had the episode yeah. Space, for instance, mm. Uh, you know, this week again, um, I like Eve quite a bit, and it's yeah. an episode that I remember not liking, and it's definitely grown on me as I've gotten older. Fire is a mess. 
And I thought that's why I thought it was like Richard, you know, we text because we're friends and, <laughs> and Richard texts me. I'm about to watch Eve, but I saw the the description for fire and I got really excited and wanted to skip Eve. And I was like, well, oh, just sure, because I mean, the description of it's like a, a, a secret, a, a, a Scotland Yard a, a agent and, you know, burning heads of parliament or something like that. I kind of the description suggested it was going to be as ridiculous as it turns out turned out to be. Um, I think both episodes are messes in their own way. Although unlike last last week, I was very entertained for both episodes. Um, Fire, I'd yeah. say a little. I, I happen to like Fire a little more. So, I guess I'm not in the part yet where I'm enjoying sitting down to the X Files, where I'm looking forward to. Oh man, I get to watch X Files tonight. Like it does still feel like. It feels a little like work right now, which, you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. But, you know, it hasn't... But that said, other than I think Space was the only episode I actively didn't seem to enjoy, they've been... It's been, it's been fun to watch. It's it's a very watchable show, I guess, if that's not well, damning with faint praise. No, I don't think it is. I mean, I, I think that's about as good as the show is at this point. And, you know, if if, if you've come on on uh, this journey with us from other podcasts, talk about. I mean, you, you'll probably pick up that that Richard was talking very similarly about the original series uh, back when we were doing yeah. that five years ago, and so or almost five years ago, and and so I, I don't necessarily think that it's a, a bad thing that you're having this reaction to the show, and I also think that you know, for example, the ep- specifically, let's talk about Eve because. Yeah. Um, I I like this episode a lot because I think it kind of shows the way forward for where the X-Files is, okay. is going to some degree. And I don't mean in terms of the way it's telling its story. I don't mean in terms of the actual plot, but more in in, in constructing a world that is just really strange hmm. and kind of commenting on some things in American culture that the show definitely does later on you know we i've talked kind of a little bit about kind of intimated that the show has this reputation for being really really obsessed with sort of weird gothic americana stuff and that is definitely true and i think that this episode is sort of going in that direction to a degree i also think it's very very well plotted mm-hmm. uh, which is something that i don't know you can say about the x-files uh, uh so far i mean fire is entertaining but fire is not well yeah. plotted and I like the way that the I like the way that Mulder and Scully are a part of the mystery, but they never really figure it out, and they don't yeah. figure it out until the very end. They're they're always kind of like one step ahead and one step behind, and I think that that's a good approach for the show to take. Yeah, I mean the ending sequence. I almost thought that Mulder and Scully were going to be like knew that it was the girls who you know who are doing this and were. You know, all right, we're going to let them think that where, but you know that that it that they really waited until the last minute to click on what had actually happened was a bit of a surprise to me. And again, it 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 does make the villain a little more effective that she is a that they are able to you know trick the two of them so well for as long as they do. Yeah, I mean, it certainly is the case that, I mean, did you, since you're this is the first time you've ever seen this episode, no. I mean, did, did you see it going in this direction? I had no idea where this, I first thought, okay, vampires, and, you know, maybe this is, I know there is a Chupacabra episode, I thought maybe this was that Chupacabra episode, um, 
Yeah, no. The, that, I'll leave that as a mystery to when that happens. <laughs> um, that it turned out to be, you know, these two girls are the ones killed. I mean, I I guess, you know, to me, the detail that I didn't understand was why were they exsanguinated? Um, although, was it just to make it weird? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about the fact that somebody has to ex- – that he has to explain to uh, – Scully, who was a medical doctor, what exsanguination is and that and what in vitro fertilization is later on. And I, I, I think that, yes, I, agree <laughs> you, but I, I mean, I know why they have an exposition because the audience doesn't necessarily know. But you know, why isn't it Scully? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. You know, I, I don't know. And I think that um, or, you know, she, she could even have a gee, yes, during all of my years at medical school, I never once learned what exsanguination was. Thank you, Mulder. Like that, that could have been, you know, with that is, I think, within her character to, you know, make that little joke. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's a, you know, I, there's a lot to talk about with Eve, but I, I think that that's a good jumping off point because I really want to talk about Scully in this episode, particularly because I think that Scully is really, I think Jillian Anderson is really figuring the character out now and mm. is, is, is really, uh, uh, coming into her own as a as a character and as an actress on this show because there are just so many moments in Eve uh, and, and in Fire too, but in, in Eve where she is she is so committed to the X Files now, and she and Mulder. I mean, it's it's a cliche at this point to say that David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson have have good on string on string yeah. chemistry. They definitely do, but it's a cliche for a reason. It's a cliche for a reason. I mean, they they. It's one of the joys of the X-Files is that you just get to see these two people uh, interact uh, uh, so much. But Gillian Anderson playing the character of Scully in this episode, she is starting to have these sardonic asides and, and really sort of get this depth of character to her that just wasn't there initially. And I think that part of it is that obviously the writers are you know, retuning the character and the way that they write her for the performances that Gillian Anderson is giving the on-screen chemistry that they have. They have a very warm collegial on-screen chemistry that is also founded in, in, in jokes and and founded in, in making fun of each other. And I, I, I like that dynamic very much. Yeah. They, they not, I mean, making fun, I think is even a little too poking fun. Yeah. Teasing in a way, you know, they, they, Again, I'm not sure. I I know a lot of people, you know, talked about the will there won't they chemistry. I'm not sure how much the show really, how much of that is really in the show, and how much of that is just people seeing a man and a woman. I mean, they again, they come off more as like, well, you know, straight people. They're yeah. just obsessed with. Yeah, because when when they're working, when they're bantering, they come off almost more as brother and sister. Again, I I do think there is an element where Scully, Mo- Scully is Melissa. <laughs> no, she's not. Um, no, but but I do think there is a degree where he is viewing her as a surrogate younger sister. He, this is what her sis, his sister might have been if, if this is the kind of relationship sh- they might have had. Yes. She, it, it seems that Scully is around the age that his sister was and all of that stuff. No, I actually think that's actually a really, really good point because, you know, Scully is supposed to be yeah. 26, 27, somewhere around there. Yeah. And, and. Mulder's a little bit older than that. It might be early 30s, but not there's not a drastic With it, age difference. It's less than five years, and again, they, they're at the age where five years is not a significant you know, uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, but I think you're right that, that part of the subtext there is that Mulder does have this, this sort of unfilled hole uh, mm-hmm. in his soul or psyche or whatever you want to say about the disappearance of his sister. 
And yes, his sister was a little bit younger than him. Maybe not this much younger, but somewhere around there is close enough that you can kind of... I think, didn't he say he was 12 and she was 8 or something, something like that? Like so it's that. about four years. So yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's a little, you know, it's about the same age difference. And and we find out later that, that Scully also has an older brother. So it's okay. kind of... And I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but yeah. it is the kind of thing where that's definitely a, 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 a like flavor to the two characters. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, again, that seems like a much more interesting direction than they, be- you know, it, it also explains why they are such a unit, why they do willing to. But I mean, I, yeah, I think the moment that I really like between the two of them the most is after, you know, when she begins to make the connections about, all right, it has something to do with this genetic, cl- you know, with this fertilization, fertility clinic and something to do with this doctor. Right. And there's, you know, this connection here. And, you know, the at the you know he's immediately said well this is an X-file it's a UFO thing and you know he he sees her what she's come up with he's like oh yeah that actually makes a lot more sense and she's like oh so you're you know giving up your UFO theory but again that that's exactly why the two of them are working together because he you know, she's willing to start with the UFO thing but she's found more compelling evidence and it also makes him be very open minded because Yes, you know, it's not you you're you're right. It's not UFOs this time. It this is a more, more compelling case. Right. And I think that that's that's the interesting thing about this episode yeah. as well that it it's not you can already start to see the show sort of broadening out even further from its initial conception because there there really is no supernatural or or alien influence in this episode. Is it is it's a science fiction-y sort of concept, yeah, but I there's, mean, nothing, there's nothing non-human about it. Yeah, it, 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 it's we, – we can accept that there is some – you know, that enough science and genetic mati- – manip- it, it, it's similar to you know, how they had an AI computer, yes. It's probably right. beyond, the, beyond the bounds of possibility that at – you know, in 1993, technology was at this – I mean the human genome hadn't even been mapped yet. So, you know, that is a major step for this kind of – but we can accept that this happens. This is a world where, you know, extreme possibilities exist. The X-Files are those extreme possibilities. And so, yes, I believe that Sally Kendrick can be that smart that she can – figure out how to do this yeah absolutely and i think that the the other thing about eve as well is uh, you know i i think that the 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 twins that play the the two girls uh tina and what's the other one's name kara kara sure charlotte tina and no cindy cindy uh i don't see any difference between cindy and the names i just said (laughs) you know the two the two twins that play cindy and tina Charitably speaking, one of them is a better actress than the <laughs> other one, but that's fine. I I think that it's, in a way, it is indicative of something that the show is already starting to do, which is that the the real threat is never what they actually think it is. Yeah, and the which you know, okay, it's a mystery show. Yeah. it's a procedural. We get that, and at its heart, the X Files is a supernatural procedural something that the show again kind of broadens out from later but uh it is the kind of thing where you look at this and you say i just like watching these two people work a case yeah like it's really enjoyable to just watch them go through the motions of trying to figure out exactly what's going on in this well-plotted episode yeah yeah and and that it I guess, you know, maybe if I did see it a second time, it would make a little, it would be a little better. Okay, here's one question I actually have on a plot level. 
do other than the video, do we see Sally Kendrick? Um, well, yes, I think so. Okay, I because I'm not sure if we've just seen Eve clones or we actually have seen her. Well, Sally Kendrick was an Eve clone. I thought they – oh, I thought Sally Kendrick was the original no. scientist and she made the Eve clones after no. her. Okay, so I didn't really understand no. the plot then. No. Were you drunk when you watched those? A little. <laughs> no, I, 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 no I, I guess there were just too many people running around that I got a little confused as to No, no. It, essentially what, what happened is that these little girls were clones. They were the Adam and Eve clones okay. in the 60s or whatever. Sally Kendrick was one of the clones okay. that was then went to medical school and became a doctor and all that kind of stuff. She was the one that actually tried okay. to rescue the girls and try to turn them into to good people. Yes. And, and then they killed her with the with okay. poison soda. I think they said that – I thought they you know said that, oh, she was one of the Eve clones and obviously they were then lying and I didn't catch – okay. Then that makes a lot more sense. And then when she said, oh, my father you know, raised me in this program, okay. I get it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't. I don't want to discount your confusion. Yeah. I, I, I do think that that is a criticism of the episode. Yeah. I mean, I get the episode because this is like the fifth time I've seen it. But again, you know, you are the episode partially does base around figuring out which of these identical looking people is which is is a little part of it. So it, there is that confusion built in, and it is a it is a strange story. It's an unusual. Thing And yet it does go completely within the wheelhouse of government conspiracies and experimentation stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to follow up with something that you mentioned last week as well, and, and especially in terms of Squeeze. Because I, I think your reaction to Squeeze is going to be a through line throughout these entire X-Files oh, podcasts. Oh, no. Uh, so strap in for that. Okay. But, you know, in Squeeze you had the problem of uh, uh, you didn't feel like – tombs was well defined in his abilities and um i don't really think that the twins were well defined either no does that bother you not as much because tombs we don't really get an origin as to why he's like this at least we get an origin we know that all right the twins have been genetically modified to be these super twins and they have some kind of enhanced intelligence abilities uh some kind of psychic – if it's a little vague and, I, you know, again, I don't know how they exsanguinated without any – the father without any evidence. But they at least explain enough of the origin and I can and I can buy that a gene- somebody who has been genetically modified herself could genetically modify two twins that are psychically connected. So was your problem with Squeeze less that you felt like his powers were not well-defined and more like you didn't know where they came from? A little bit of both, actually. It's just a bunch of random powers that were just there because, you know, they wanted to create a billion and they grabbed a bunch of things. Because I find the psychic link between the twins to be the weakest part of this episode, and it makes no sense. I agree it's the weakest part of the episode, but... uh, And and again, you know, there, there is the... I don't know. There is this concept of the – they also could be lying when they said that we just knew. I mean they could be lying. I know. But I, I don't – You don't think the show is that clever I, at this point? It's not that I don't think the show is that clever, but it's more that I don't really – I don't really know how else that would have happened. Do, do you know what I mean? Like we have no other suspects for murdering their fathers. And yeah. It did, it did happen at the same time in the yeah, same yeah, fashion. Yeah. So their initial conception that it was Sally Kendrick and the other Eve clone uh, is is blown out of the water because Sendrick, Sally Kendrick is actually 
a relatively normal law-abiding yes. person who yes she was conducting illegal experiments on on people that's not yeah. great that's certainly not saying that she's a good person but uh, uh who's she's, trying she's at least trying to clean up the mess she made right and she's not murdering people yeah and so we know that there were only three extant eve clones one of them is is uh in an insane asylum uh one of them is now dead sally kendrick and the other one comes in at the end of the episode so there's not enough murderous eve clones to pull that off so by definition it has to be the yeah. twins uh i find that to be unsatisfying but yeah i don't know i i I, I, I guess it is a question of can you accept that there are psychic murder twins? I guess that's the question that we have to answer. And just like the episode is going to accept that, you know. Well, for the purposes of the episode, I, I accept it. Yeah, and, and, I, and I guess part of it is, you know, it's not like I can't. It's not like I have the hardest time accepting Toombs' powers, for example. Um I don't know. I don't know why I found the twins a more effective villain than. Of course, I would not say that. Well, you're scared of children. That is actually part. This is how I think all you know little girls are. <laughs> um, you know, if I stack up all of the villains of the week that we've had so far, the twins are going to be you know close to the bottom. But Tombs is going to be on the very no. Tombs is not on the very bottom because of then I've seen space. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what what do you make about the? You know, there there's something to be said for the episode trying to make some sort of statement about the the dangers of, of genetic manipulation. Yeah. I don't know that it's really that well defined or what the point of the episode is, but it's definitely there. Yeah. Again, the human genome hadn't been finished, but the project was underway. And there were certainly – if science fiction is a way that people are able to – talk about their fears about technology. Certainly that's one of the major wheelhouses that uh, X-Files is in. Certainly a lot of the um, – I mean I, I would say the science fiction of the 90s was very defined by technological fears, fears that technology would take away our humanity because this was an era in which there was a lot of rapid technology changes. You go from 1990 through 2000 – where personal computing is alone yeah. is going to be in a completely different place. Where genet- where genetic science is is a very different place. Where and so I think there were a lot of you know the movie Gattaca, for example, was only a couple of years after this, and that's also going from that place of a worry that the ability to understand our own genetic code is going to ultimately lead to making us less than human or tampering with humanity a little too much. Now. I I I think one I think a topic to discuss and parse probably over the course of the series is whether such fears are unfounded or justified. You know, is that fear of transhumanism, you know, a little over the top, and actually a fear of things that are going to improve humans' lives, or is there a line that will be too much? You know, is you know, can you know? I think we can certainly agree, for example, that you know using genetic manipulations to cure uh, a congenital heart defect, for example. I think we would agree that that's a good thing. To create clones for super soldiers like in this episode, that's a little muddier of the waters. And certainly one of them is probably more realistic than the other. But Yeah, no, I think that's right. And I, I think the other, the other half of that is there are 
There are mysteries that the X-Files doesn't really give explanations for. And then there are mysteries that the X-Files does give explanations for. And I think one of the unexplained things about this episode is why these twins or or why these clones were actually created in the Litchfield experiments. And they don't really give much of an explanation as to why. Uh, And I think that's the right choice. You know, I, I, I don't. They they kind of give a little bit of an explanation, but not a detailed one. Yeah. And I, I, I again, I think that's the right choice because we don't necessarily need to know why they were created, only that they were created. And to give all the details would take away a lot of the power of yeah. that from the episode. And I think it does let it stay in the realm of allegory uh, and you know, metonymy, because again, we're, we're going from that line that Mulder has from the second episode where he's talking about, you know, what price is too much for technology. Yeah. You know, we're having these, you know, fighter pilots try these alien crafts out and it's destroying them. You know, we're creating soldiers that are going to, let's be charitable, protect our country, but, you know, this is what's happening with them. Um, I mean, obviously, yes, the genetic manipulation described in this episode is beyond the realms of reality we're in a supernatural show but it is asking a very legitimate question what amount of te- you know the, it, it's certainly it, the the show i think yeah. is it's not technophobic it's not against technology i would say i think the show is pro technology but also agrees that technological progress for its own sake and without considering the human cost is irresponsible. I mean, it's ultimately looking for more responsible uses of that technology, more open and transparent. And I think, frankly, it believes that doing any technology under such secrecy and so covertly taints it in a way. You know, you can't have, you know, maybe you can have genetic manipulation that we can agree is good, but it to do it covertly and so secretively and so shadily is what makes it wrong. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point, and that's maybe that's where we can leave it because I, I, I do think that if there's anything that the X Files is against, even at this early point in the mm. show, is is secrets and specifically governmental yeah. secrets and specifically the idea that the government um, has legitimate secrets because let's not forget that scully said in a previous episode that the government has a right to keep secrets but it's really interested in drawing that distinction between secrets that are okay for the government to keep and secrets that are not and i think we would all agree that the government creating clones of boys and girls to do something with them in terms of creating soldier or whatever the hell they were trying to do with these people uh, is not a secret that is necessarily one that we should be keeping or something that the government should be doing. And I also, the one other thing that I want to uh, uh, sort of implore you to do is to kind of, I guess, put the X-Files in a particular context and to think about how this kind of stuff is going to play later on because, you know, as the show goes much further into this kind of idea of governmental conspiracies and things like that, uh, it, it, it will take on a very different flavor I like flavors. So (laughs) keep that in mind as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, because when people think of like conspiracy theories now, they don't think about the government and aliens. They think about things like, you know, like the loose change documentary or whatever, Mm. you know, like stuff like that, like nine 11 conspiracy theories or, you know, let's go even further. All of the, you know, whatever Trump's ties to Russia. That's a conspiracy, isn't it? 
you know, all of that shit going around. And, you know, even though that seems to be much more legitimate than any of, you know, than the loose change shit, for example, that's what cons- I think that's the flavor that now conspiracy theories are going to be taking. Yeah, possibly. Mm. Let's talk about fire, which is an episode that I'm never really sure how I feel about. Yeah. I'll, okay. So all of the characters felt really over the top on this, especially the supporting cast. But I kind of liked it. It definitely has a sort of weird, I don't know, like not direct to video 80s <laughs> mystery horror thing but going yeah. on, but, but almost. And, <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Uh, this was written by Chris Carter, okay. and so was Space. I'm not saying that Chris Carter is the Gene Roddenberry of the X-Files. Oh, wow. Uh, but, um, you know, he definitely sometimes has some weird instincts about storytelling. And uh, I, this episode was certainly much better than Space, which yes. was an, uh, almost an unmitigated disaster. But I do think that the X-Files is not really good at giving Mulder and Scully uh romantic backstories or backstories of any kind and i think that you're going to find very soon that they stop doing that good (laughs) this episode in particular feels to me like they're still not really sure what kind of show they want to make and they're not sure if they want it to be uh Mulder and scully go and solve a weird mystery or Mulder and Scully go and solve a weird mystery while simultaneously having personal lives. Yeah, I mean, it almost... I don't really think of Mulder and... Again, this is just going from the... We we talked a little bit about TOS. You don't really think about, like, Kirk's personal life as much. I mean, certainly he's able to have more romantic backstories that work because of the nature of things. But, like, he almost... There is an iconicness to them that means that, like, when the show is off, I'm not thinking about what they've done outside of it, you know? Yeah. They are, they are, they don't need to kind of be three dimensional characters in that way that I can picture what their morning routine is like. They're, they're, I, and I think that's true for these characters. Yeah. Yes. And it, it works for them, you know, if it's just, and to a degree, Mulder and Scully not having much of a life beyond each other and the X Files kind of, fits the themes of the show number one the it's us against the world we can only trust ourselves and the these conspiracies the supernatural stuff is so overwhelming and all around us that there is no life outside of it too i i do think that's right and it is something that the show kind of experimented with mm-hmm. and it, it it definitely does jettison it i mean Scully never really dates anybody. Mulder doesn't really date anybody. Yeah, you know, there's, there's not uh, the show does not become sort of this personal journey as well as this professional one. Because really, I think what you're seeing is that the show is figuring out that Mulder and Scully work best when the X Files is their personal life. Yeah, and it, it is an all-consuming passion, and and it it definitely would feel weird if Mulder was taking time out from his all-consuming efforts to uncover the alien conspiracy yeah. that the federal government is involved in to go on a date yeah, or take his girlfriend to the movies. And it, how can he trust that the woman that he's going out with is going to actually be who she says he is? How does he know she's not a, you know, like that? I, I, I guess there's a little bit of that too. There, there, I, there is a, I mean, there's definitely a, a, a kind of, I guess, a, a, an undercurrent of this, which is that Mulder is kind of a damaged person. Yeah. And that, he's 
kind of dragging Scully along with his emotional vulnerability damage, but I think Scully feels like a more whole character than Mulder. Mm -hmm. Mulder definitely has a hole to fill, um, and Scully does not. But I think that Scully is... She is she is uh, not defined by being a woman, but she is informed by it. And I think you see that especially in the episode from a few weeks ago where the show has sort of... That seemed to be the episode de- or the show definitively closing off the idea that Scully was going to go off and like yeah. go on dates and, you know, whatever the hell else she was going to be doing. Yeah. And- Scully doesn't really have an interest in... A personal life because whatever she's doing at work is a hell of a lot more interesting and on her level. You know, Mulder is much more interesting than anybody else she's going to meet just by virtue of him, you know, being less clueless than everybody else in a right. way. And Mulder seems to be uh, dealing with Mulder has all of these things from the past that, as you said, broken. I think that's perfect, you know, that he's. You know, she's just making the choice to go with what she's interested in, and if that's not society's plan for it, well, whatever. Like, oh uh, well, you know, I, 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 I'll, I'll go in my basement and I'll be happy with that. Mulder is trying to fill the void. Yeah, because I definitely can see a different, a different version of the Scully character who, who didn't get assigned to the X Files. Yeah, and you know, was just working in some random section of the FBI. Yeah. It was not an all-consuming thing. She was not partnered with someone who had this existential quest that he was yeah. on and got bored and left and, like, opened a private practice or something and just took that to be her life. You know, Either Scully, that or, or one who accepted whatever promotions were given to her because she is going to be a person who does her job very well and, you know, I, I, I is not going to piss off anybody enough and she's going to get to a mid-level, you know, in the bureau and be fine. I don't agree yeah. with you. I don't I don't think that that's what she would do. It's like uh, I think but, I I don't think she wants that. And I think that's what the show is already starting to to recognize about her is that she's not interested in in the status. She's not interested yeah. in more money. She's not interested in necessarily even more responsibility or more power. You know, she's someone who wants her life is her work. She wants to feel like she's doing good work. And so if she was in the FBI, not assigned to the X-Files and didn't feel like she was doing good work, I think she would leave okay. and she would go be a doctor. And obviously yeah. being a doctor is the kind of field where you can really throw yourself into <laughs> it. So I think that But these... remember that she didn't want to be a doctor because she felt the FBI. Yeah, it's true. She's going to and she's not just going to be a small town doctor. Maybe she'll be doing you know, working for the Centers for Disease Control kind of a thing. Would yeah. Be the, I mean, I yeah. think the one thing you can say about these two characters is they're both extraordinarily intelligent. Yeah. And can most likely do whatever they want. And I, I think what you see is, is again, the show is doing it in a different way with the character of whatever the fuck her name is. Well, Phoebe. Phoebe. Phoebe English. Phoebe Green. Phoebe Green. There you go. <laughs> who Who is a horrible person <laughs> and who I don't like. Um, and I think that the show overplays the hand that, it is given with her extremely badly. Mm. I don't think it works whatsoever to give Mulder a love interest from the past. I'm not interested in watching this. And it, it undercuts what could have been a very intense episode of the show. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. If every, she had just, time, every time that Phoebe and Mulder are on screen together, I just fall asleep. Yeah, even if she had just been a... Oh, we worked together on a case once and now I need your help in this and we're going to... And I'm the you know, other investigator of the week, because the show does that, and the show has had them working with other people, but but less of a person, you know, less of a character in her li- his life. Absolutely. 
and and it also it's also a disappointing development because it makes the mistake of mm. having Phoebe be really catty towards Scully because Scully is a woman and obviously yeah. a woman in Mulder's life is going to want to sleep with him. And it just and, does not work. And more importantly, Scully gets very jealous and upset. And you that, know, that doesn't yeah. feel earned to me either. I can see her as Mulder's surrogate younger sister realizing immediately that this woman is horrible for him and being very hostile to her based on on that. But she comes off again as jealous that both of them are juggling for possession of him rather than, you know, she's obviously a horrible person, Mulder. Why are we talking to her? Right, exactly. And especially seeing as how the show has once again divided Mulder and Scully. Mm -hmm. You know, Mulder's off in in Boston and Scully goes there and, and, and... to, to sort of like try and, and help him, but she finds out, oh, she walks in on them almost making out or whatever the fuck they're doing. And it just all feels very sort of like unfortunately cliche in a yeah. way that the show has not really done so far. I mean, Mulder and Scully are a very, very iconic uh, character pairing. Yeah. But they're iconic because they don't fit into mm. the the standard sort of storytelling tropes that a man and a woman would normally fall into yeah and this episode kind of forgets that or throws that out and again you know the show is obviously still trying to figure itself out but it's it's just unfortunate because it's it's halfway through the season they've already done a lot of the the necessary yeah. work to figure out that these two characters are not romantically interested in one another <laughs> Or anybody else, really. Or anybody else. And also that Chris Carter, you know, had this very strong idea about Scully being a strong, capable FBI agent first and a woman second. And this episode seems to forget that as well, which is also strange because Chris Carter wrote this episode. Yeah. I also wonder if – I do wonder if that FBI agent first and a woman second is itself a problem because – you know, to to and that does suggest that one can't be both. You know, but I know I mean, what you mean. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yes it's, and no. I I think that the show is also coming at a point of major social change. Um, where the place of women in the '90s is still much more uncertain, but very different than it had been ten or twenty years ago. So there is an amount of figuring that out too. I, I think there is, and I, I, I think that you know the show is recognizing that 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 is still a tension, and that Chris Carter perhaps had really good intentions with the character. Yeah. You know, maybe not completely successful, but is able to do something with Mulder that's a lot more straightforward because, of course, no one expects a man to give up his career to go have children, for example. Yeah. And and again, you know, I just it it doesn't work because Mulder seems like an idiot. All yeah. Why this does episode. He, why does why does he keep going upstairs into fire? The thing that he's because he fucks up every time. He, you know. Is that the first time, especially that he goes and he gets smoking, and he doesn't do anything. There was no reason he didn't help at a while at all. He got hurt. It was only through sheer luck that he was able to save the kids in the end. And that would have been, you know, why didn't Scully go upstairs and be like, "You can't handle this. That's okay. Stay <laughs> down here." Like that makes much more sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and it seemed like the, you know, well, he's the man. He's got to be the hero, kind of thing. It does, right? And then also. You know, I never know how I feel about Mulder. 
he's got i mean this isn't really the case yet but the the character develops in a very certain way in terms of his his sexuality i'm not saying he's gay or anything so don't get excited uh Aww. but oh wait is is he uh transvestite like in twin peaks that would be good no he's not um he's a char- he's a very Mulder is a very singular person. He's mm-hmm. got a very singular focus in his life. He's got this sort of existential quest that he is on to find his sister and uncover the alien conspiracy that is at the heart of the federal government. And uh, he's a little bit of a blowhard about it, too. And he also is a person who has no time for romantic or, or sexual yeah. connection. And so kind of like likes porn a lot. Okay. Like, that's already something that you're starting to see. I think... There was yeah. one episode already where Mulder or Scully walks in and he's looking at it like a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's already starting to happen. Yeah, um, and but but the thing is with with the character of Phoebe Green is that I don't buy that Mulder would be this frankly like just blindsided by this character of Phoebe hmm. Green. I don't really get us. I mean, maybe I guess we're supposed to think they had some sort of like insane sexual connection or something, but. I don't. I don't buy that Mulder would be this distracted. Yeah, I can. You know, I can see a younger version of Mulder getting into a couple of very passionate and torrid and horrifying and fucked up, you know, affairs with people like Phoebe Green. Phoebe is obviously smart and you know very canny, and she's the kind of person that he would probably a younger version of him would have been very taken with. But after how does that? I mean, yeah, you know, he talks about you know Phoebe is fire, you know, obviously. <laughs> but you know, this their relationship ended with a hell of a lot of fucked up mind games in both directions, a lot of screaming matches, a lot of drama, a lot of distraction from work. You know, there were they were drinking, they were fighting. It was terrible. And after she left, you can see him saying, all right, you know, who doesn't, you know, cause a lot of drama playboy. And that's, you know, I'm happy with that. And, you know, I've gotten that taken care of. I don't really care about the others. And, you know, hey, now I have a very strong relationship with someone who fills the sister hole. Um, I'm happy with that. Like, I, I, I don't think it takes Mulder. So, so, yeah, I think this version, the version of Mulder that had gone through all of this would be more annoyed than than cowed by Phoebe. Yeah, because, I mean, this isn't like it was two years ago. This was supposed to be, you know, yeah. ten years ago. I if, mean, it's a long time. I mean, ten years ago, I had a really fucked up relationship with somebody. If he suddenly appeared in my life, I wouldn't be like, you know, now that I'm much more settled and you know what I want to do with life, I wouldn't be like, you know, totally fucked up about it if we had to work together on a thing. It would be like, oh... We had a lot of things. We probably have an hour of unresolved conversation to have. And, you know, that's it. Good luck. I agree with you. But I also think that the show is, this episode in particular, is not being very fair to the character of Phoebe mm. either. And especially the revelation at the very end that she's actually having an affair with the, the count or whatever the fuck he is. It's just kind of like, why? Yeah. I, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, she has this high profile case only because she has a vagina like i I don't know what that is supposed to be saying see i actually thought the show was the episode was going to have her be in on it or something like i thought that's that would have been more interesting yeah i thought that was where this episode was going because it you know that that would have had her have a point and have her why she's specifically asking him to work on this because she knows that she's gonna be able to fuck him up and mislead him and you know 
pin the blame for the failed case on Mulder. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I thought that was where it was leading to. Yeah, I think that's true. And 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 the other, I mean, we haven't really talked about the actual case of the episode. Um, I again, this is a case of I don't really understand why he's doing anything he's doing does he just have a bizarre grudge against the house of parliament like what i mean there is that you know we have the return of something we haven't seen in a couple weeks which is scully doing her report and you say that you know becomes much more and i really like that obviously it's you know beginner level you know it's 101 level psychological forensics but it does a vague and, and good enough job of kind of underpinning it into some kind of realism. If the realism is all that just here's a profile of an insane serial killer and, you know, if he just happens to have fire powers, well, this is the X-Files, I can believe in pyrokinesis and, all right, he's 25 and he's doing this for some kind of sexual satisfaction and blah, 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 blah. And which would be an int- – if, if which a better version – a better written version of this episode – would be able to connect a serial killer's sublimation of sexuality into violence with Mulder's sublimation of sexuality into pornography. Yes, I agree with you. I I, I also just don't want to elide the fact that he is straight up murdering members of parliament. Yes. I, I don't I can't really get past that. The episode has no explanation for why he's doing yeah. this. And I don't necessarily I don't always need an explanation for why someone is doing something. But when it is as insane as assassinating members of parliament by setting them on fire with the power of your mind, I need an explanation. This episode would have made more sense to me if it was just an American who had pyrokinetic powers who was murdering prostitutes because he had some sort of sexual inadequacy. That is much more in line with what serial killers do, frankly. Yeah, or if they wanted to make some kind of it's possible they they could fictionalize anything that these parliament members were involved in that he could blame them for you know he could be upset about their votes on a certain ruling recently or or or, or fe- Charles Guiteau killed James Garfield because he was a disgruntled office seeker because he didn't get a civil service job he wanted. Maybe it's a, it could be as simple and banal of a reason as that, but there is no reason. Right, there is no reason. And we also get this kind of weird idea at the very beginning of the episode that they're looking into the IRA, for example. And that, and give, that could have been something, too. I think he had an Irish accent in the, at the beginning, very beginning yeah. of the episode, but he also has an American accent and he also has a British accent. So it's like... I don't know which one is real. He's obviously German. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, And the entire plot does depend upon the family not realizing by smell that their house is painted in jet fuel. I mean, that's not a... That, well, that, they, that has fumes to it. They, they do say that it's very, very diluted, which you kind of just have to go with, I guess. But... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I also feel like the character of Bob, Cecil, whatever you want yeah. to call him, uh, would not be very good at this because he sets a bar on fire. And that seems to me to be very, very conspicuous. Yeah. If it's just, I, I yeah, he's, it's a show that wants to have somebody be raving crazy psychotic ah, i'm setting myself on fire and laughing gleefully ha 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 i'm crazy 
and yet be able to competently kill people, take their identities on, work as a gardener for several, you know, for a period of time, earn the trust of a family. You know, it, it, it's the it's the usual thing of TV has the image of people who are psychopathic as being very charming and cultural when, you know, most people with mental illness are not, are, are, have difficulty communicating, have difficulty charming people, aren't in the best situation. You know what I mean? Like that, that it's... And I could certainly buy that, that, you know, he is a sociopathic serial killer. Yeah. I mean, the, they, they are charming. We are in the... Sometimes. Re- yeah. And we are in the realms of, again, as I said, we're in the re- we're in the X-Files. We're in the realms of extreme possibility. If we can imagine it, it can exist if it's justified well. Yeah. I guess the feeling is that this has not been justified well enough. Yeah, it hasn't been justified well. And it just, it seems more to me to be a justification for the character of Phoebe Green to come over than anything else. Mm. And if we get this episode, you know, I, I don't like to go down the road of fixing episodes, but I think if you get this episode that is just a straight up episode of the show without the old love interest for Mulder whatsoever, where you have this charming serial killer in maybe a Ted Bundy sort of vibe or something that is, is murdering, you know, sex workers and they have to figure out what's going on. That to me is much more of an interesting episode of the show. And it's one that has a little more to say. Yeah, it absolutely has something else to say. I I don't know what this episode is saying. Don't murder people. Okay. Don't murder, don't murder members of parliament and set bars on fire or their kids. And that was very creepy scene with the cigarettes and the kids, and that's... I like that scene. I it's, think very, it's, it's well done. It's I think effective. it's supposed to be creepy, and I think it's supposed to indicate to you exactly how much trouble this guy has connecting yeah. with people. But, yeah, it, it's a little overplayed, I think. <laughs> um, the other last thing I want to mention before we wrap this episode up is uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the scene with uh, Mulder uh, with his shirt off, and because uh, I, you know, I was just like yeah. mentioning when David Duchovny has his shirt off because I'm a fan of it. But also uh, Mulder is there and he's just kind of like, oh, your girlfriend doesn't like me and I almost died. And Scully's like, dude, here's what's happening. Here's all the work I've been doing while you've been mooning around over your ex-girlfriend. And now let's go catch this guy. Scully, you are awesome. No, I mean, I have a feeling... And we've seen already a couple of times, but I have a feeling Scully going in and being like, all right, you fucked up. Here's the actual work. It's going to be a sub-theme. Like, which, you know, there is a there is a part of me which is like, okay, don't do that too much because that's the whole thing about yeah. women doing all the emotional labor for men. But, yeah. I, 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 again, I can see the show being the two of them rescuing each other a bit. I think, I think that is intended to if, – if it is falling into certain stereotypes – I think it's doing it in good faith of trying to be, you know, it's trying to make Scully that much that much more awesome that it runs the risk of falling into stereotypes. You know, yeah, she's not yeah. the kind of person who's just going to meet somebody from their past and fall apart and fall into phobias. She's going to get to the bottom of it and figure it out. And if that's a stereotype, it's at least a positive stereotype. You know, it's not making her. I, I think in the it may be an overcorrection from well the other thing would be to have her be the one falling apart and we don't want to do that. That is true as well. Yeah, and I think that there are some some tensions that are just inherent in any sort of drama yeah. that you need to have. So yeah, yeah, that, that totally makes sense to me. All right. Well, if you have any thoughts on either of the episodes of the X Files we just discussed, Eve and Fire, please leave a comment on the post for this episode of the podcast at tuninginshow.com. 
you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash truckaboutshow, which also supports our other podcast, Truckabout. Uh, we released in our episode two days ago on the Voyager episodes, Eye of the Needle and Ex Post Facto. Social media, we're on it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Tuning in show is our username in all those places. And as always, please leave us an iTunes review for tuning in. It is the best way for new fans to find the show. Next week, we're going to be talking about the X-Files episodes Beyond the Sea and Genderbender. Beyonce? Yeah. Wow, this was ahead of its time. <laughs> Mac, why do you...